This summer, they're coming. Awesome! To wipe that silly smile off your planet. <laughs> Big ones. Any ideas? Little ones. Snag one. Snag one? Yeah, snag one and put them in the bucket. I seen this movie. The black dude dies first. You snag it. Nasty ones. Okay, Harry. We might have to amputate. Whoa, duck! Don't take the leg! Sitting for his crotch. Dang it, take the leg! Is there some sort of alien attack happening here? And this kind of thing the government usually gets involved no, in, no, so shouldn't no. we tell them? Absolutely not. I know those people. David Duchovny, Orlando Jones, Sean William Scott, and Julianne Moore. It was so hot. From Ivan Reitman, the director of Ghostbusters, Evolution. What's the unholy crimson hell is that? That's like a big loogie. Welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast and iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We are part of the Main Damien Network, and to find more from us, check out the website at themaindamien.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at themaindamien. We are also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation, and you can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This a Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio, and with me as always is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, everybody. Hey, I know I normally have a bit here, but I just want to say... I, for some reason, got irrationally angry when I realized that Sean William Scott spells his name with two N's in Sean. <laughs> and for some reason, it made me angry when it popped up on the screen. I don't know why. I just thought I'd share that. It was better than any bit I could come up with. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, before we get into this week's Sean William Scott movie that we watched, is there anything you guys want to talk about that we've watched this week? I haven't watched anything so I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Okay. What's the deal with Julianne Moore? You, <laughs> like, is she hot or? Yeah. Is she... Yeah. Do, do, do we? Is the jury still out on that? She's been around for a long, long time. Right. Because she's like 40 in this movie. Yeah, and she, you know, she doesn't look bad. She doesn't but, look bad, but, but I, I don't get it. I don't. I was gonna say I'm not one of those people that's like, oh man, she's smoking hot. Yeah. Like, maybe it's an age thing. Maybe she's always just been a little bit older than us. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it just her doesn't face quite looks a little same. bit like an alien. <laughs> I, I'm just confused because she's usually, she's been the, the love interest in quite a few movies in her yeah. career. Yeah. And I just don't see it. I mean, Orlando Jones mentions that she might have a dump truck in this movie. Yeah, he... That's very unfortunate that he says that. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but because he that's, insinuates that's, that's 2021 lingo. But yeah. I don't see like, I, and then I was like, does she have a dump truck? I don't. Maybe for 20, if, maybe for 2001 dump truck, because like you know that was the the era of uh, like anorexia basically was tops. So I'm maybe gonna, like maybe she had a big ass for 2001. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I don't think she's ever had one. Right. Even by anyone's standards, by any decade standards. Yeah. You think they uh, wrote that that line before anybody was cast and they just kind of kept it in? Correct. Yeah. Or, or is just, you know, Orlando Jones trying to be funny. Right. Yeah, I, I just, I don't. She's a very, very fine actor. Yeah. Uh, 
I I mean I enjoy her in the movies that she's in. I just I don't get casting her as love interest. Yeah. Like yeah, she's not she's not ugly. We're not saying she's ugly. No, not a, not by a long shot. But I get, maybe she's got like aunt vibes. Hmm. Yeah. Know? That's fair. Yeah. I mean I mean for me anytime Julianne Moore's usually in a movie like this, I go, uh, was Laura Linney busy? <laughs> <laughs> I would take Laura Linney over Julianne Moore. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just just a... just in this comedic romantic comedy role, I'm like, was she busy? Like, did we have to go with Julianne Moore? Because yeah, <laughs> right, she she's she's a porn star in Boogie Nights. Yeah, yeah. but like '70s porn star. Yeah, I guess that I I haven't dusted up on my '70s adult films. I guess I so I don't know what they were really like in the '70s. But still, it's just like I don't see it. Maybe. I mean, I, I will take Julianne Moore in any kind of a role that needed like a high level acting in it. Sure. But just my and my my thought, my comment was for these light movies like this one is, you know, I don't see either a her her abilities being used to their best. And it's like a square peg round hole sort of situation. And I and. I just don't th- like Lost World, Jurassic Park, right? She's with what's his face, Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. I just think he could do better. Okay. I just think Jeff Goldblum could probably do better. Do you think David Duchovny can do better? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. I think Julianne Moore is out. Uh, he would be out kicking his coverage there. Okay. Gotcha. But so Goldblum. Say about Taylor Leone. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started well, with Taylor Leone. Well, well, Goldblum, you know, he he's got he, the mystique. He does, yeah. yes. And he in the first Jurassic Park, there's the famous. He's on the table. He he's got that. He he's oozing machismo. He's hotter than he has any right to right. be. In that yeah. scene, yes. <laughs> yeah. And David Duchovny is never touched hot. He's like lukewarm at best. What about Californication? I never watched it. Yeah, I hated that show. To be honest. <laughs> does he smolder in it? Uh, he just like he fucks a new person every every episode, and they're usually like less than 23 <laughs> so he so he's basically uh he's seinfeld this was this was what this was the era where he announced he had a sex addiction <laughs> jeez i forgot about that yeah i you know i don't think she's the love interest in too much right she's benny and june i'm assuming she's the love interest there the fugitive who is she is she oh she's a doctor okay so she's not a love interest there this is way too this is kind of early mm-hmm. yeah this really is early, early 90s her, her career yeah the, the big lebowski but like everyone's gross in the big lebowski so yeah that's that's okay uh, ladies man is she, have any of us seen the ladies man not in 20 ish years yeah i can't imagine any of us would admit to seeing that <laughs> yeah i i just I, I was curious just because looking at her here, she, she's definitely a chameleon. Like sometimes she looks really good and sometimes she's just, you know, plain. Yeah. But, she's a two-face. Yes. Yeah. I guess she she does what she's called upon for which each with each uh, casting. Sure. Dirty yeah. Rock. She has that insufferable Boston accent. Oh, yeah. Terrible. That might be her worst acting performance. <laughs> well, she has some she has some weird pronunciations in this movie that we're watching. I didn't I didn't catch any. I didn't. The way she says humping, I don't. Where is she? I think when I looked her up earlier, she's from North Carolina. Yep. But she North Carolina. she Fair says enough. humping like she might be from Pennsylvania. 
Okay. I, I don't know how to, I can't even replicate the humping. Is, is that how they speak in North Carolina? <laughs> right, Mark, that's more of like a Pennsylvania thing, right? I guess. I, 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 I That's what I would point it to. Mark got really self-conscious about his accident on that <laughs> right there. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to have Mark feel seen here. You know, it's just. Uh, oh, that just happens after every Stranger Damies episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, far be it for me to comment on accents, but the way she said it, I just, I'm, I didn't know if maybe one of you guys had noticed it, but uh, there's part a me, line. Part of me felt like maybe she either had trouble saying humping without laughing or just was so like really guys sort of while reading the script you know like uncomfortable with saying Uncom- it. like humping really couldn't come up with like something better here but i was in boogie nights <laughs> her father's from burlington that's where I'm, i live there we go so now now he's my favorite uh <laughs> She's she's probably you know what there is about Julianne Moore she's probably awesome to hang out with sure All right she seems really cool to hang out with yeah she was nine months remember nine months with Hugh Grant <laughs> suck remember Hugh Grant <laughs> <laughs> we all remember Hugh Grant Hugh Grant and he he took the world by storm for like a half a year or something like that oh, yeah. yep. he was all the rage <laughs> right Mickey Blue Eyes that's what kind of like. <laughs> propelled him into the stardom and then everyone realized well oh well i mean yeah he's charming but he can't act worth a damn <laughs> there there's a lot of stands behind music and lyrics though Is, was that a movie he was in <laughs> i couldn't tell you what he does <laughs> yeah all right. True all, right. all right guys uh it sounds like we have covered our first topic of the week so we are going to take a quick break and then we're going to get into this week's movie we'll be right back <laughs> And welcome back. Now it's time to get into this week's movie. And this week was Dan's pick. So Dan, put us through the ringer once again. Uh, uh, I don't Dan, think why I don't you introduce the ringer. Why don't you introduce this week's movie? Listen, putting us through the ringer, that's tough. Because <laughs> especially from what you did. I mean, we could have actually watched it. <laughs> right. True. I, just, I would say... I was uh, lenient, but uh, I chose Evolution from, I believe it's from uh, 2000, correct? It was 2001. 2001, yes, 2001. Again, that I, I'm, I'm on a roll with these early 2000s comedies that just don't hit the mark. <laughs> I wonder why this only made $38 million in the box office. And I, I remember, I think on this podcast, I defended Sean William Scott. Well, yeah, I like Sean William Scott. If if we could like cut to that point, <laughs> but here's Dan saying this. Uh, I totally take that back. He is a dis- he he's a menace. <laughs> the film. He, he he's the early two thousands Jai Courtney. Oh boy! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, at least in this movie, I, I'd have to go back and watch American Pie and uh, Road Trip. Maybe he shines in those. Maybe that's what I remember. Uh-huh. But in this, it's just one stupid face after the other with him. Yeah, yeah I think we're all at the age where Stifler was, you know, something we were like, oh, that, that's what a cool guy is. Yeah, yeah, that Stifler does not translate to 2021 <laughs> by any. No. Um, no. Have yeah. you seen this movie before? Evolution? Yeah. Uh, yes, I had seen it. This is probably my fourth time seeing it. Wow. All yeah. right, so almost as good as League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least, 
at least they both suck. That's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was I was gonna say I mean at least one of them has Sean uh, Sean Connery in it yeah um, but that really doesn't do too much for it yeah uh, yeah I and this was like the weird time when they were trying to make Orlando Jones a thing yeah <laughs> and yeah. it just unfortunately it didn't pan out but like lately he's been getting more shine which is good he's he's a fine actor but in the early two thousands I I remember him from this. And uh, replacements. And the He's seven, the up, seven up guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was it? I didn't know that. <laughs> there you go. Before but... Godfrey. Yeah. Oh, okay. Godfrey, the the comedian. Yeah. Wow. Not, Gil- not Gilbert Godfrey, but <laughs> Godfrey. God. Yeah. I I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, he. It's weird because like you get three different ends of the spectrum with this movie, right? We you get again. Sean William Scott is unbearably terrible. Mm-hmm. Then you have David Duchovny. Who's just so boring, He's so and, dry, and yeah. so dry, and you clearly doesn't give a shit in this movie. Yeah. And then you have Orlando Jones, who's just you know he's doing his best. Yeah. Yeah, he's giving it his all, and you know, God bless him. He definitely seems like he's in a different movie than than the other two. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Mark, where are you coming from with Evolution? Yeah. So the uh, the closest I ever came to seeing this movie was uh, I remembered that poster with the three eyed smiley face. Um, okay. You know, being just about everywhere. Yeah, I have not seen this movie, but it's one of those on that list of movies where it's like, I should have seen it when it came out. (laughs) You know, like you're of that age where you'll you'll you know, I like we just talked about we really love those seven up commercials. And I was at a a young enough age as, oh, it's a seven up guy. Let's go see his movie without doing any research into movies because I was a dumb idiot teenager. But no, did, did not end up seeing it. But uh Maybe slightly glad it's off my bucket list. I don't know. Is it is it on the bucket list? I'm not sure. But <laughs> work and die a happy man now that he's seen I, I've evolution. seen evolution. Yeah, a lot of Dan's choices end up for help with that list. Mark Just is like... actually uh, Scott Bakula in Mark's body, and that's all he had to do to finally leap. He's quantum leaping <laughs> to watch movies. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> I yeah, I would yeah, watch it... that movie. <laughs> Yeah, essentially, it was glad that I, I saw it so that I can finally maybe get that curiosity every time I sort of see that poster pop up on something, like on Prime or Netflix or something. But yeah, no no real history with it. Okay. I've seen this once, and I'm pretty sure I rented it. And I remember just thinking it was fine. And I continue to still <laughs> think it's fine. You know, this was touted as Ghostbusters 3, essentially, because we at that point in the early 2000s, it didn't look like we were ever going to get a new Ghostbusters. So this was supposed to hold us over. And it it feels like desperation to get you that. There are things that Ivan Reitman does in here that he lifts completely out of Ghostbusters, like the news news report montages. Yeah. It's it's just blandly competent is how I would put it, because it's it's not a terrible movie, but it exists in that who cares level of competency. It's nowhere near as fun as Ghostbusters. It's not nearly as fun as Men in Black, which is a contemporary. Um, It's probably better than Men in Black 2. From what I remember, Men in Black 2, but it's also probably not better than Men in Black 3. It's probably the Men in Black 3 level. It just exists. David Duchovny is not a very good leading man. Orlando Jones, as we said, is trying his best. My favorite part was seeing Donkey Lips from Salute Your Shorts show up in this movie. (laughs) That's That's who that was. I couldn't place my finger on who that was. Yeah, that was the enjoyment I got out of this movie, that Donkey Lips was in it. 
this movie is like the the equivalent of a get me over fastball. Yep. You know, it's just you're you're down in the count, three zero. You just throw you just throw one down the middle. That that's what Ivan Reitman basically gave us. Like, all right, well, you're not gonna love this movie, but you're also probably not gonna hate it. Yeah. You got yeah. you got an hour and forty minutes to kill on a rainy Sunday. Why don't you go to the movies and see Evolution? <laughs> You'll forget about it while you're having lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. it's kind of upsetting that Ivan Reitman put this out. Uh, obviously, he's he's done so much good work. And again, you can kind of just cross this off and be like, yeah, you know, just maybe it was. Uh, a favor that he owed or something silly. Maybe it was like a pet project. Or maybe you wanted to be the one to discover the next great sitcom star in Ty Burrell in this movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, What's his name's in this movie, too? Uh, Harold from Harold and Kumar. Was it uh, John Cho? Yeah, Yeah, John Cho. He shows up for a split second. He's uh, He's, He's in the class. He's credited as student. Yeah, he's one of the students. That is very accurate. (laughs) <laughs> yeah sarah silverman shows up for no reason yeah that plot went nowhere almost got to see her without her shirt on which yep. okay cool but uh <laughs> it, uh, was... that served no purpose <laughs> yeah. and for us 24 fans out there the the guy that gets eaten at the golf course played one of the presidents on 24 okay he did look familiar yeah. yeah buffalo bill's in it buffalo bill ted levine yeah yeah so, so yeah all right perfectly shitty in this so <laughs> all right so evolution from 2001 is directed by ivan reitman who you know better as the director of ghostbusters among also stripes and meatballs among other movies stars david duchovny orlando jones julianne moore sean william scott ted levine ethan supley michael bauer pat kilbane Ty Burrell, Dan Aykroyd, and Catherine Town has an IMDb score of 6.1 and a Rotten Tomato score of 43%. Budget, $80 million. Jesus. <laughs> U.S. box office, 38.34. Ouch. I should have held that Jesus. <laughs> Didn't make half its money back in the U.S. anyway. Um, yeah. That's this is a thirty-nine million dollar movie. In terms yeah. of, it doesn't surprise yeah. me at all. Yeah. That's that. Can we start playing a game with some of these movies? Would Howie Long make this movie better? <laughs> I don't think he does. Yeah. yeah. This is I don't... the. Uh, this is definitely that they are what we thought they were kind of movie, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like like how I get why you ask that about Howie Long, yeah. but there's no heavy in here. You know, there's not a there's not a right hand man that he could fit right into. Yeah, like, I guess he couldn't be Ty Burrell. No. Because he's got, that, that's too much of a, like a smarmy character. Yeah. Now, if he was Sean William Scott's character, but he was playing his character from Firestorm, yeah. then I could see it. Yeah, he would definitely be on the non-military side of this. Yeah. Yeah, this is bland. Yeah, uh, you could, I think you could hear it in our voices if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. We it, don't really know where to go. Essentially, here's the thing. It's one of, it's one of those movies where it's definitely a time capsule. In that I didn't laugh once in this movie. Really? Uh, yeah. Like, like maybe like a, eh, like a ha, huh. but nothing like no, no laughing out loud, nothing like that. It, it really felt like maybe I had the attitude going in, like, oh, this is 2001's comedy, you know, it's not going to keep up. I think the only time I really got a good laugh out of it was the um, when Orlando Jones is dancing on the security camera when they're going down the elevator. Okay. You know, they're supposed to be sneaky. And then mm-hmm. it cuts to the camera, and he's just dancing for some reason in the thing. Yeah. That just made me chuckle a little bit. But yeah, that that's the blandness of it, where I'm going, oh, yeah, 
yeah, I can see that's clever, you know, that joke, but it's not like, it's not mm-hmm. one of those comedies that I go tell my friends about and it makes more than $39 million. Yeah. You know, I think, I think what we're learning is when we pick these comedies is there's a reason why comedies get forgotten. I think comedies that are so bad that they're worth watching again are, you know, they kind of stick around and co- good comedies, obviously they stick around too. And I think comedy more than anything is just when it doesn't work, it really just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's more I just boring think, than unwatchable. I, I just think you put three characters or three actors together that had no chemistry. Yeah. Um, David Duchovny and Orlando Jones characters, they're supposed to be really close, but like all of their jokes don't seem like to have the timing and you, you really don't believe that they're friends in in my opinion, just more like acquaintances. You have a lot in this movie where I think, which makes me curious about the Julianne Moore choice. Maybe I have to look more into her 2001 or before that, you know, because it seems like the other three were chosen because they were the it thing. At the moment, the company's sort of around the end of that X-Files time. Orlando Jones, you know, has a 7-Up commercial. Sean William Scott and American Pie and all that. And then Julianne Moore, like, was she a second choice? You know, does that explain a lot of the dialogue? Maybe being for someone else? You know, it just felt like that a lot of this movie and some of the uh, some of the writing in it was just a lot of maybe it sounded better on paper. Like the, the him being a women's volleyball coach, then the way he acts on the sideline was like, was that more written to be like a basketball thing? And <laughs> he has zero clue what yeah, goes into volleyball, I exactly. bet. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just like, did they change that? Or was Orlando Jones going for something like, what if he just acted like Bobby Knight? Please. You know? It's uh, so yeah, easy as to a be a coach. volleyball coach, you know. Like all you, all you have to say is uh, look alive out there. Yeah, <laughs> that's coaching. Yeah. I I did enjoy his thing at the end when he was giving the speech. That was that was pretty clever, coach speak. You know, we just we just went out there. We took a one alien at a time. <laughs> we were able to get that W. Yeah. I, I will say I did like the car uh, the creature creations. Sure. I yeah. thought those looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would have been cool to see a little bit more because you and they evolve so quickly and you see just like a couple of different species. Yeah. Uh, I think it would have been cool to see more of that. But I, I like that part. I think they did a pretty good job with creating these this alien species. Sure. I mean, other than that, there's a lot of uh, scientific mumbo jumbo that's being yeah. spoken. And you really don't. At no point in my time watching this did I think that David Duchovny was like, oh, yeah, I could. he's a doctor or he's a uh, he's a scientist. Mm-hmm. I definitely believe he's a scientist. Yeah. Because it, it, I think it's his delivery. His delivery, like Anthony said, is so dry and unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It just seems like he didn't want to be there. Yeah. And the less that we say about Orlando Jones possibly being a sexual predator in, in the school. Uh... <laughs> that, that was so – I remember – that that first scene when he's talking with the with Naomi Naomi yeah and Nadine, Na- Nadine. yeah so I and mean, he yeah he's like kind of flirting with her right but he I mean he's telling her that her grades suck you know whatever and then they try to pass it off as if it's he's hitting on her like well that I mean that's not how you hit on someone I think I <laughs> I don't know if that's how it's done. <laughs> I don't know. We'll get into it because there are other examples <laughs> throughout the movie. That yeah, there's one very big one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, 
I think we're going to take a, I think this is time to get into the plot. What do you guys say? Let's do sure. it. Uh, Dan, what do you got for us? All right, so just going to give a quick shout-out to our good friend Tia and her podcast, Top 10 with Tia. It's a weekly podcast where Tia and her partner, Brittany, discuss Top 10 lists. Uh, you can follow her at TC underscore Stark, and you can also find her at Geek Vibes Nation. She's the head writer for that website. She writes a lot of good articles, so uh, go give her a follow. Okay, great. And we will be right back, but we're going to take a quick break and listen to some messages from friends of the podcast. And we will be back in a second. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParleyHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and Parley Points, our companion blog section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Welcome, travelers. It seems like you're looking for a story. Well, I got one for you. It involves adventure, friendship, and all hey, sorts hey, of... Uh, Earl, why don't you tell him about that time I stole that big-ass melon? Yeah, yeah, I, I was going for more... Or you could tell him about the time I kicked her ass, Earl. I wouldn't ever tell him Do I need to get time. my ref gear on? Okay, everyone, shut up. Now come with me as I tell you a story from afar. Hey everybody, my name's David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A From Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance, brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks. And welcome back, and now it's time to get into the plot for Evolution. We open on a meteor hurtling towards Earth, and it breaks up into a bunch of pieces that head off in different directions as it hits Earth's atmosphere. We then cut to the desert. Sean William Scott is pulling up to an abandoned shack dressed in firefighter clothes. Pulls a fire dummy out of his trunk, tosses it into the shack, and then sets the shack on fire. Then goes to rescue the dummy, role-playing himself, saving a person on fire. And then the meteor crash lands, destroying the shack and his car as he barely jumps to safety. Yeah, with this with this scene before the meteor hits, if it was made in 2021, been on TikTok or Twitch? Him practicing for his firefighting training. Uh, TikTok. <laughs> or might have been... It he might turns have just around been like a goes, story on Instagram. Smoking. Yeah, I, I think it's an Instagram story. <laughs> yeah, uh, it wasn't funny at the very least. No. <laughs> well, I I know I like I said I'd seen this movie a few times before, but I was really hoping that the asteroid would just hit him and <laughs> that would be the last we see of Sean William Scott in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it just does not. This movie does not get off on the right foot. Nope. So we cut to. Glen Canyon Community College the next day, where David Duchovny is a professor. Legally, he probably shouldn't be within 1,000 feet of a school. But we'll look past that. Everyone in his class has got an A on their papers, except for Ethan Suppley and Donkey Lips from Salute Your Shorts, who both wrote the same one-sentence paper, but they still got a C-. And it was about cells and how they hate them because they suck because their uncle has been in a cell for 10 years, yeah. which was, you know, clever. <laughs> Yeah. I, I I did like the choice of uh, uh, Donkey Lips uh, basically reciting you know, it as he was reciting saying. it as David Duchovny was saying it. <laughs> I, I feel like David Duchovny would have been fired after that because he, he's basically making fun of the students. I'm surprised he's not sleeping with his students. He would have definitely have been my first choice to have that 
happen. Right. Like, that'd be a character trait. Because mm-hmm. I mean, he's he, he's basically uh, uh like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's phoning it in. Right. Right. He's phoning it in. So why wouldn't he just be like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna try to sleep with one of my students here. Yeah. What's the worst he's, that could happen? He's the Venkman of this. Who Venkman was obviously trying to fuck that the girl in the psychic Psychic. experiment at the beginning in the beginning yeah but yeah essentially it's just no charm bankman yeah (laughs) right if you pull out all the charisma of bill murray you get david duchovny (laughs) right because i mean david duchovny's not a bad looking guy no but he's just he's bland yeah he's i don't know cream of wheat yeah another one if john John travolta is, is a little bit of cinnamon in that in that uh Oatmeal. David Duchovny's just plain old cream of wheat. <laughs> yeah, just original flavor. Yep. Iced milk. Oh, <laughs> <Ugh>, gross. <laughs> David Duchovny, gross. Meanwhile, Orlando Jones, another professor, gets a call about the meteor crashing nearby, and he might be having sex with one of his students. But then David Duchovny shows up to go to lunch, and it gets awkward. Uh, but instead they go check out the meteor crash site instead of going to lunch. And Sean William Scott is there arguing with the cops about his damaged car, trying to get someone to pay for it, and he needs to go to his firefighter exam. So Orlando Jones, Professor Harry Block, poses as a government official and starts ordering people around, and then they go and investigate the meteor. They shoot some uniformed police away from the meteor and then take a sample, and then they realize that the meteor quote-unquote bleeds. They bring it back to the lab and Duchovny, goes by the name Ira, there's a spectrogram on it while Harry goes to coach women's volleyball. While it's under the microscope, Ira realizes that the sample is multiplying at an incredible speed. So he goes to the volleyball game to tell Harry that they found an alien life form. They both go to Ira's office to show Harry, and now the sample has evolved into a multi-cell organism. It's evolution, he says, which is the name of the movie. I love when our, the movies that we watch say the name of the movie. They say quite a bit in this one, too. It does. Yeah, they do. Several times. Meanwhile... Sean William Scott, who goes by Wayne, fails his firefighter exam because he hits himself in the dick with his own fire hose. It's comedy. Can you imagine you're hanging out of a burning window and you see Sean William Scott coming to save you? You're as good as dead, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I think I could I could probably walk down. This <laughs> I'll wait for on the next own. one. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. Yeah, it's not that bad. And this is mild inconvenience. He can't even get up the ladder without. No something terrible happening this is probably not his first firefighter exam right i don't remember if they if they say that he's like failed it like 12 times or something like that but i feel like that would be like a story point like oh this isn't his first time yeah but he can't even walk up the ladder without hitting himself in the dick i think he gets up like three or four rungs yeah Yeah. so definitely feel someone that has tried this multiple times and they just keep letting him do and because he's like a friend of the chief or something i don't know I guess they can't stop you as long as like every six months or something. I think I think they say. As long as you pay. pay. Yeah. 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 Look, take your money, dummy. Wayne is trying to become a firefighter again. The (laughs) easiest 150 bucks we ever make. So Harry and Ira learn. So Harry and Ira take their students to the meteor site, which seems like a bad idea. They go into the hole and find that inside the hole, a bunch of mushrooms have started to grow and millions of flatworms have formed. They bring a few flatworms back to the office. Flatworms fly via my tunnel. Wayne works his job at a country club pool and finds a whole bunch of flatworms in the filter room and an alien-like fish swimming in the filter water. 
Then meanwhile, Ira and Harry head back to the crash site, and it's been taken over by the U.S. government. They get stopped, but then get sent through as they're on the list. They meet up with General Woodman, played by Ted Levine, head of U.S. Army Research. Ira there, used to work for the Pentagon, it turns out. There's a scene, or like right before this, where they get denied for entrance, and then one of the guards does what everyone else in the theater wants to do and shoot David Duchovny. Yep. Right? But that scene means, it, like, it's a pointless scene. No, it alludes to why he was kicked out of the yep. government. Was he one of the guys who took the anthrax? Yeah, because he, he, he says that he had he had him in diapers for six weeks or something like that. That's what the diapers was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes a little more sense now. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't understand. I was like, did, did, I guess he just didn't like David Duchovny's, Duchovny's character at one point. Yeah, yeah it was a it, it was a subtle um, payoff yeah. okay. to to that moment. The when they reveal the Kane Madness. Yeah, it's uh, a bad nickname. Yeah, Kane Madness. Yep. Did not seem like they spent too much time on that name. Yeah. Uh, so Ira used to work at the Pentagon. And they just so happen to be tracking Ira's computer ever since. And now Harry might be looking at child pornography in Ira's computer. Yep. Because he swears they're all over 18, which is a, a weird detail to offer. <laughs> <laughs> in my head, I, I think I was saying, what an odd thing to say. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like somebody that watches pornogra- child pornography would say. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and even the, the way Ty Burrell's character answers is like, yeah, it definitely wasn't. Right. Like, sure, like, they, sure, sure they are. Sure they are. But also, right. if you're if you're looking on Ira's computer, don't don't mention anything. It's like they're gonna get Ira, not me. <laughs> that, right, right. <laughs> yeah, they have no idea that it's you doing it. Yeah. And plus, everyone knows what we're doing on the computer, ladies. Right. It's not a secret. <laughs> all right. So don't like don't get all upset if you see it. Just yeah. Like, okay, it happens. I know about it. Yeah. Obviously, the government knows about it. Sure. Yeah. The NSA. Yeah. But also incognito mode, everybody. <laughs> so does, is that valid? Is that like true incognito mode will stop the government from spying no. on us? No. Not no, the government. No. no. So they can get over that. Sure. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. They invented incognito. <laughs> did, did they? It, it's it's basically a red herring. Yeah. You might get you might get a uh, better luck with a VPN, but that's still not you know. Again. Like going back to how everyone gets pissed where the government like, oh, you know, they, they spy on your Facebook. I'm like, well, my Facebook's super boring. And, <laughs> and like my my pornography searches are also super boring. <laughs> so like they're, they're just like run yeah. of the mill. Uh, Abella Danger. Great. OK, <laughs> this guy's looking at Abella Danger again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's the third time this week. There's so many other people out there, man. <laughs> Spice it up, Mr. Aquino. <laughs> Should we, like, feed him ads? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not clicking on any of these targeted ads we've been sending him. He's a lost cause. Move on. Even even the one that said Bella Danger or whatever, favorite favorite. Whatever. Whatever. Don't whatever me, Mark. <laughs> I thought I said Abella. That's why yeah. I corrected myself. At least move over to a, a Bella Anderson. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> Just click on the top 100. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, so if, if the government is watching me, they've probably grown bored with my shtick. And <laughs> there's way more interesting folks to spy on. Yeah. Some some people think they're way more um, important than they are. 
Yeah, not me. I know I'm important. <laughs> so they've been tracking Iris' computer, as we mentioned. And then Julianne Moore shows up, Allison from the CDC. Um, and she's clumsy, just like Jessica Alvin. Good luck, Chuck. Great. Great. Right. Yep. I, I don't know how I did that. <laughs> I, I picked good luck, Chuck. Yep. So I've, the next one, if I get if I go three for three, then it's a conspiracy, I think. <laughs> and the government is basically taking the site away from Ira and Harry. And the general kicks them out of the site. So Ira moons the general as they leave. And then Ira and Harry take the general to court. They dig into Ira's past. Specifically, Ira was fired from his government job because he administered anthrax vaccines to soldiers that caused some severe side effects known as the cane madness. And this is a comedy, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I was laughing. It was a, a laugh a minute. Yeah. Real our hero. Slappers. Our hero sent thousands of, <laughs> of soldiers to the med tent. So it's it's like Great. Seinfeld, right? With the uh, <laughs> they were George's just dad. <laughs> <laughs> they were just poor. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I I don't think like what a weird thing to have our hero do, you know? Right. <laughs> Could have been anything else. So just like, you know what? I didn't agree with what the government was doing, and I left. Yeah. Like, his his character arc is that he he had to learn to not be so careless, but I don't see that being the lesson he learns at the end. No. No, he, he like, he gets laid at the end, so yeah. that doesn't help. Right. Uh, uh, and not only was he careless, I mean, he, like, he legitimately could have killed yeah. 140,000 people. Yeah. It was, like, his ego... Something like that. I think they do mention it somewhere where it's like he kind of reflects on that and he was careless or he was egotistical or he just wanted the glory or something like that. Yeah. And that's why he goes and fucks instead of getting the accommodations from the governor, which is like not real. <laughs> it's not really the same. <laughs> no. But he still didn't learn. So yeah. it's not really like you can take a pat on the back <laughs> and also like just spoiler alert i sincerely going back to our julianne moore discussion i sincerely doubt julianne moore could rock anyone's world <laughs> well with her dump truck man with her dump truck she's got mrs incredible style ass come on her and i you could swap out asses and it would like you no one would be able to tell the difference <laughs> uh yeah and also, like, they were probably still had, like, alien gore all over themselves still. And they're just going to, like, yeah, let's fuck. <laughs> not, not the right time to do it. Yeah. And in a in a fire truck, there's, like, zero space in there. Yeah. It's not even their fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> if Sean William Scott stole it. <laughs> uh, and when they get back to Ira's office, the feds have taken all the samples. So Ira and Harry pose as military men in order to break into the site eventually sneak back into the hole and a whole new ecosystem is thriving underground. They try to get some samples. But meanwhile, Harry keeps telling Ira that Allison wants to fuck him. And just so happens that Allison is watching them on closed circuit television with audio at that very moment. So she goes down into the hole with a couple of other guys and they accuse her of stealing their discovery. And they, and she says that they didn't. And then a bug sneaks into Harry's suit and then into his body. So they bring Harry to a medical tent and we see the bug crawling all underneath the skin in his leg, and then up his leg, and then finally into his colon. So the doctor has to go in with an anal probe and grab the bug, because it's the 2000s, because that's just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and you got the old, uh, like, oh, don't take my leg. Well, it's heading towards his crotch. We'll take the leg. Oh, yeah. God. It's been done a thousand times. Yeah. And we get to see Aunt Orlando Jones get an anal uh, probe. So oh, It's a good it's thing fun. you finished that sentence. It's, yeah. 
<laughs> we get to see Orlando Jones get anal. Get anal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope the uh, government's not looking at my porn up searches. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, to be fair, he did he did act as if he was getting a metal rod shoved up his ass in this scene. <laughs> did a pretty convincing job. I'll I'll give him That's a point true. for that. At the country club, there's a party where Wayne gets shit on by his boss, so he gives him a st- stiff drink, and then his boss makes eyes with a woman at the party, so they go to a golf green where he goes, sets up some sort of picnic, but then gets eaten by a crocodile-like looking alien. And Harry and Ira make it back to their office after Ira has a conversation with Allison, which is going back to his office. <laughs> That's a lot, of, a lot of this movie. Wayne is there, and he brought with him the crocodile alien that Wayne j- says just randomly died in a sand trap. And we also get a scene of some random ass women finding an alien in their home, including the, uh, the cousin, cousin Eddie's wife from uh, the vacation movies. That's ah. right. Yeah. <laughs> then Allison goes back to her hotel and Ira is there waiting for her. He tells her that they're evolving and they need to be destroyed before it's too late. And then he asks her if she'd ever find him attractive. Yeah. Hey, he makes a joke also in this that was probably maybe supposed to be funny. I don't know if it was I lived or written in when he meets her at the counter and he goes, two single beds, we're fighting. Oh, I don't even remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I only imagine because it just made me roll my eyes. I'm like, oh, all right, you know. she Obviously, she already is staying at the hotel. That joke doesn't help or make sense. Of- mm-hmm. So she goes to her room and he meets up with Harry and Wayne who are having breakfast at a diner. Now Harry might be sexually inappropriate with his volleyball team because uh, he says he might sho- he sometimes showers with them. Yeah, and before that, this might be the worst acting. And this is saying something. The worst acting Sean William Scott has ever done during this scene. He was like, are you going to finish that bacon? Of course I'm going to oh, finish the bacon. <laughs> thank what, you. What choice is that? that yeah, that, that was a choice, Mark. You were 100% right. I, I ordered it, didn't I? Oh, God, I'm such a punchable face right there. And then Ira's ex-girlfriend is there for no reason, Sarah Silverman. She gets a payday. She gets payday, yeah. That's cool. And she's there with one of the cops from the site, and his radio broadcasts that an animal attack has happened, so he has to go. So they go to where the animal attack was reported, and they go to investigate the dead alien, but Wayne tells them that he found something more interesting in the yard. So they go out into the yard and see dozens of giant aliens with wings dying on the desert floor. Harry realizes that they're coming from the caves underneath the area. They're connected to where the meteor has crashed. You know, the one time where... Harry's actual profession slash science comes into play. The rest of the time, he just tries to seem like he's incompetent. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. At one point, he says geography is not an exact science. Geology. Geology. Is that true? It's not an exact no. science? It's a science. <laughs> it is a science, right? It's exactly a science. Okay. So, like, but yeah, what does he mean by it's not an exact science? I think that was supposed to be a joke. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure it's science. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times in this movie, when you think of a line and can't figure out what they're going for, they were probably going for a joke. Yeah. Because at that, if that's the case, like, there's no science that's in a, you know, quote unquote exact science, I guess. Right. Because right? it's all theories and, you know, you're testing it out. But I'm, just like, I'm pretty sure that's an exact science. Yeah. So. And then one of the alien one of the aliens wakes up enough to vomit out an egg and then it dies. Then the egg hatches and it gets up and flies away. It's a giant flying alien. They track it down to a shopping mall where it goes flying around harassing the shoppers. So Ira, Harry, and Wayne go to the gun store and stock up on some guns, chase it around as they picked up a girl that was shoplifting. And Wayne decides okay. 
there's a, a, a kind of uh, there's a moment where it's kind of cringy where Sean William Scott asks Orlando Jones if he knows how to use a gun. Mm-hmm. He says, I, I'm a teacher, but doesn't mean I'm a pussy. Like, oh, yeah. man, that's kind of brutal now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's uh, the, like talk about looking into the future and just like <laughs> they totally whiffed on that one. <laughs> And then Wayne decides that it's going to listen to him sing over a microphone, so he decides to sing You Are So Beautiful to me. So off-key. This might be the worst moment of the movie. Yeah, it's the low point. (laughs) Yeah. And for some reason it works. Harry manages to grab the girl, and then Ira shoots the alien with a shotgun. Eventually they all have to shoot it again for good measure. And they sing Play That Funky Music, White Boy, in a victorious drive home. This is the low point, actually, because Orlando Jones is not quite clapping on key. <laughs> on beat. It's like there was a different song that they were, the, they well, they were singing the song. Was. Oh, that you're right. Yeah, they are. Uh, okay, they are. never mind. Yeah, they're singing the song. So, Because uh, I thought the same thing, too. That, I was also thinking, I was like, oh, I guess they shot. I, I went into my head. I was like, I wonder if they did multiple takes with different songs just in case they couldn't get the rights. <laughs> and, and and Jen threw shade at me there. It's like, oh, this is your song. Like, how dare you? <laughs> right? How I dare getting, you? I just always get uncomfortable with people just like start singing like along with a song in a movie. Yeah, especially when yeah. it's like off key, like you said. Yeah. And it's it's just, I, I don't know. It's just so cringy. It didn't I, fit. I, right. I don't know. I don't what like did it. they do? They shot an alien. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they show. So they show up at the. I'm getting ahead of myself. They show up at the the site as if they've solved the problem, and all they've done was killed one. <laughs> or, Orlando Jones wanted to pack it up. Yeah. He's like, yeah. oh, what do we do? Guess we'll pack it up. What? You were ready to call it quits, man. Yeah. Then we get the Ivan Reitman news report montage that he did in both Ghostbusters, and then the governor, Dan Aykroyd flies and tears the government officials a new asshole general tries to throw ira and harry under the bus allison gives the governor the briefing saying that the alien ecosystem is expanding rapidly and arizona would be lost within a week and the rest of the country in two months yeah did, did it feel like dan Aykroyd didn't really know how to play this governor yeah like, again just there for a paycheck yeah, yeah it felt like he played two different governors in this movie yeah i he didn't seem to make a make a choice because like at the end he yeah. seems like a good guy right but yeah, when he comes in, he seems like he was going to be like a, you know, mayor from Jaws sort of guy. Yeah, just like not really cares about the the well-being of his people. Cares about just, the votes. Yes. Uh, sides with the, the, the government, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, everything up until the very end, I agree with the government on this in this movie. Mm-hmm. David Duchovny and Orlando Jones should be nowhere near this uh, meteorite. They have no, they're teachers. Yeah. They're not professionals. Yeah. Well, the, the army was going to make it worse because they weren't going to listen to science. <laughs> right. But until uh, until they break in, nothing was going on. Yeah. It is weird that the government only brought a single scientist with them, being <laughs> Allison from the CDC. That is true. I right? guess there's no scientists in the government. Well, that's what that's what uh David the company was doing at the Pentagon. Right. He was Army Research, so they could have brought his replacement. <laughs> Maybe that was Ty Burrell. Maybe I don't know. Didn't Didn't really see, he just seemed like a lackey. Yeah, but yeah, he he was more I guess there just to be the right hand man, like you said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's again, it's just government bad. 
but I agreed with them for the most part. Like, yeah, I don't really think you guys should be in the the crash site here. Sorry. Yeah. They they had they were doing what they could until that they decided to drop the napalm, and that was a bad idea. That that was the bad idea. Yeah. Everything is solved with the uh, you know big booms. Yeah. Then Ira, Harry, and Wayne show up trying to get credit for killing a single alien. Government the governor asks what the plan is for containment. The governor says evac. The general says evacuate and burn it with napalm. And they realize that the aliens have evolved into primates and that it's about to come up the elevator. They rally the troops to the elevator, but the elevator is empty. And then the primate jumps out from nowhere, out of nowhere, started attacking everybody, including Ira. Wayne manages to grab a gun that an officer drops and he kills the primate. So this was a weird moment because it felt like it was like a character defining moment. But firefighters don't carry guns. Yeah. You know, usually not. Yeah. Like, it, like if he was trying to become a cop, right. And he was out in the middle of the desert in the beginning of the movie trying to shoot at targets and he failed and he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn if he was standing on the roof. Right. Um, and he and that's when the meteor hits. Right. And then he has this moment where he, you know, dead eyes a primate alien. That's a character moment. You know, that's a that's a character arc. Right. Here it's there's like this, you know, he's like shocked and everything like that. And it's just like, but that's not part of his character. This is the first time he's ever picked up. This isn't the first time he's picked up a gun in this movie. Yeah, I mean, the scene prior, he had a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, He gets his character-defining, or what should have been his character-defining moment at the end, but he never really gets it. I I, I guess it's just like he's a huge fuck-up. Right. So this is him not fucking up? I guess, yeah. But if... But he should have been look. He should have been trying to become a cop, is what I'm saying. Right. I think that would have been better. But then you can't. Where do you get the fire truck from? Who does he steal the fire truck from at the end? Uh, the two fat guys. They know a guy. Yeah. See, and I was just gonna say, uh, Ethan Suppley and Donkey Lips. They even get a character arc yeah. that has a, a a satisfying ending to it. Yeah. Sean William Scott doesn't. He's not even. He's not even handling the fire. He's not going. He doesn't even get to go up the ladder. Exactly. With the fire hose at the end. And that's what it should have been. He should have been the one to go up the ladder. You know, like like oh the the hose got stuck or something like that, and he has to somehow run it up. I don't know how to be a firefighter, folks. So bear with me. So he has to like untangle the line or do something with the line and. Or, you know, David Duchovny gets knocked out. Whatever. Just He's the one who administers the enema. Mm-hmm. Yep. But no, no. He, he's like nowhere to be seen at the final We part. just We just needed Orlando Jones going up butt crack. <laughs> oh, not funny. Yeah. See, we, we already made this movie better. We did, making yeah. Sean, giving Sean William Scott an arc, despite how terrible he is. Well, everyone else gets an arc. Yeah. And the governor then gives the general the okay to napalm it all to hell, and the general kicks out Ira's team. Allison quits and decides to join the team and manages to get Ira's research files back from the government, and then she trips again, because funny. She does She does the Joss Whedon trip and fall into a precarious situation, right? She falls oh. into Sean William Scott's crotch. Yep. We've got to cancel Ivan Reitman. Yep. Even though I think he's dead. No, he's alive. Is he still alive? He's still alive because I thought the same thing. <laughs> well, because he's not making the new Ghostbusters. His son is, right? Right. Okay. I thought he had yeah, died. Then, That's why. Well, until this podcast airs. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Harold <laughs> Ramis. Rest of Harold yes. Ramis, yes. Uh, so, uh, I lost my place. Hold on a second. The evacuation begins, and Ira's team heads into the heart of the city. Some of the students are having an evacuation party. 
including Donkey Lips and Ethan Supley. They would go back to Ira's lab again, and he talks to his first sample the way Ghostbusters talk to the slime in Ghostbusters 2. And then I don't know why this particular sample, which has been kept refrigerated, hasn't evolved. And then Harry, for no reason, takes up smoking and throws a match, which lands directly in the sample, and the sample evolves in seconds, growing up the walls. So they realize that Napalm is going to do the same thing to the town exponentially. They try to give the general a call, but the general dismisses it, saying he's not available. That's the first mistake the government makes. Then Ethan Supley and Donkey Lips show up with some brewskis, basically having an end-of-the-world yeah. party. Then, while reading the back of Allison's shirt, which has a periodic table on it, Ira decides that selenium is the answer. They just need about 500 gallons of it. And I'm not sure if his reasoning is scientifically sound, but it sounds like bullshit to me. Do you think that they came up with the uh, bit about it being shampoo first, or do you think somebody actually knew selenium was in Head and Shoulders? I have no idea. That's a good question. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe head and shoulders sponsored this movie that's yeah. ha- it has to be right right because they even have like a, a a commercial spot at the end of the movie yep which made me want to puke that's <laughs> pro- probably head and shoulders head and shoulders probably their 2001 campaign was all probably all about selenium like, <laughs> well we'll give you like 30 million dollars <laughs> or whatever i don't know like a half a million to put head and shoulders into this movie and head and shoulders was never heard from again Nope. This this is the movie that took down Head and Shoulders. <laughs> uh, with Ethan Supley and Donkey Lips happen to know that selenium is the active ingredient in Head and Shoulders, so they buy out all the Head and Shoulders and load it into a fire truck. They mention because they they use it themselves that because they don't have any dandruff, but they do have frosted tips. <laughs> I was just gonna say, those frosted tips shine, baby. <laughs> oh, oh, 2001. Yep. It's like the third third movie in four in four movies we've done that had frosted tips. I you know I was toying around with the idea of getting frosted tips when I was uh, a oh, young man. lad. I, I'm so happy I didn't. My dad I talked me out of it. Either. I I never did it either. Yeah, he I did. Have, I did me. have spikes. I had some some <clears throat> some punk rock spikes though. We I think we both had the spikes going. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know I did. I went a full blonde. Oh, did you? Oh, what year? What, how old are you? Uh, it would have been between eighth grade and freshman year. So like like Eminem. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, so my sister either got scared leaving it in for that she was leaving it in for too long, and it was a little more yellow than white. Oh so man. I gotta so are there find. Pictures? I There's if I can be. find it. Um, my freshman year high school ID, which I kept around for that reason has the remnants of it still in my hair. Nice. Did you rock a chain, too? A chain wallet or a chain around the neck? Chain around the neck. Everyone yes. had a chain wallet. Yeah. I, I had a chain, too. So cool. I was so yeah, cool. I'm so cool. I, was, I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought I was uh, I thought I was an elephant. But no, they weren't elephant. even out back oh. then. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. Is that Abercrombie and Fitch? Yeah. I think if we say their name one more time, they reappear. <laughs> so we have to be careful. <laughs> Uh, Jersey 33. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad my dad talked me out of that. He he basically said he would disown me. So yeah, my my sister thought she was gonna burn my hair off because <laughs> so, I was like, it's starting to burn a little bit, and she's like, oh god, don't tell mom, don't tell mom. So was this was this your idea or was your sister yeah, was like, I want to be a cosmetologist, let me do your hair? No, it was my idea, but she had been dyeing her hair for years, so I was like, let me trust her. Oh, <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy that I didn't I didn't do that. Yeah. But 
I mean, among the other awful um, fashion choices I've made in my life, I I miss my sick fat pair of Jenkos. You had one? <laughs> did you have a pair? I had a pair of Jenkos. Of course so I did. did. So did I. Yeah, I hated them. I wanted them so badly. And then when I got them for Christmas, I tried them on. I was like, I immediately regret having these. And I have to wear them now. <laughs> oh, they were such a bad choice. Terrible like, choice. They were always just so wet. <laughs> like the bottoms of them. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they got super frayed and super, super frayed. wet. If yeah. it rained, just, it would just seep up the leg. Yeah, it, and you yeah your stuck, day was ruined. You're stuck that, that whole day in school yeah. just with like... An inch of your of your, the bottom of your jeans just damp. Yep, it's it's the opposite of everything coming up Millhouse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did the jorts, but I didn't do the Janko. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I, was so more, it, I was more stone cold jorts. Oh, the jorts. I had jorts. <laughs> yeah. I I knew a couple people who were big into uh, stone cold, so they they rocked the jorts. I feel like as a kid, you can wear jorts. You know, there's an age limit on jorts. I feel. Yeah. If you're a kid and then if you're a dad. Yeah, but like, but also there's too long, like Kevin Smith jorts. That's no, I don't, I don't get that. That's his thing. Yeah. But I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't recommend (laughs) it. Uh, But yeah, like if you, once you hit like, I feel like, like 17, like you have to, you have to, you have to grow out of the, the jort phase before you even hit 18 or else you can't like vote. Right. <laughs> they they take that right away from yeah. you. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I may or may not have transitioned into cargo shorts and then freshman year you, Penn State. And then you gotta learn you gotta transition out of the cargo shorts after college. I had cargo shorts. Yeah. Cargo shorts were okay do. in college, but yeah. out of college, yeah. It's tough. It's tough, man. I think I still have cargo. I don't wear them, but I have them. Gotcha. I don't know though. I can't. I can neither confirm or uh, nor deny that. But it, looking back on it, because now I like I have no hair. I should have just gone for it. Done the frosted tips. Fuck it. <laughs> That's why I'm kind of glad I did the blonde. Yeah. Because I still have that photo to look back and laugh at. Uh, we, I didn't do the frosted tips that way. I grew my hair out though. Can we also look back and laugh at it, Mark? If I can find it, I will gladly show it, because there's only one reason I kept it. Fond memories. That that was my reasoning for growing out my hair after college. The long hair. I remember you with the long hair. Yeah. I don't think you ever actually saw me with my, like, at my longest. Or maybe not. But I did grow, I, I, yeah, I did have, I did start to grow it out again, too. I've seen you with long hair before. Yeah. It's a good look. I, I wish I could have done When I was losing my hair, I started to grow it out really long, and it just looked terrible. <laughs> terrible choice. I've never done anything right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even, like, I look back and I was like, man, if I just had one ounce of fashion sense, like... Right. <laughs> the, the amount... I, I, I definitely would have uh, had a better high school experience. I'll, yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. I was a high school athlete. <laughs> if I just... And again, if I had one... Like Anthony said, just an ounce of fashion sense, yeah. I would have been fine. I, would, I could have cruised through high school... That's what I, like that would be the that would be the thing I would do with a time machine. I would really try and help myself out yeah. in high school, yep. maybe even earlier. Me too, like, man. Wear this, wear this. Pick up a guitar. <laughs> well, if for for me, it would be once you do pick up the guitar, play things other than Metallica. <laughs> play things people want to hear. Yeah, girls do not want to hear uh, Fuel. 
<laughs> Here's Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Learn some champagne supernova or something like that, man. Just don't play don't play Beatles. Don't play Metallica. Yeah. No one cares. I'd be so selfish with a time machine. Of course. We all would be. <laughs> no killing Hitler. Just be like, man, just just do something. Do something with your hair. <laughs> I, I would I would burn all copies of the Snyder Cut. <laughs> That's what I would do. If if you if if God came up to me right now and said you could either go back in time and help yourself in high school or you can go back and get rid of all traces of the Snyder Cut, it it would I would not even hesitate. Like <laughs> my life is okay right now. What's done is done. I'm getting rid of this goddamn thing. <laughs> Uh, so I don't even remember where we were. We were talking um, about Ethan Supley's uh, head and shoulders, right? Head and shoulders, yeah. <laughs> so they buy out all the head and shoulders and load it into the fire truck. They head to an abandoned silver mine where they go to enact their plan and head into the cave with the fire hose. The general gets ready to start his plan just as the governor shows up and starts barking orders at everyone. As they're about to start spraying the selenium, the general sets off the napalm, causing the meteor to evolve and expand to an enormous blob and that starts taking over the entire desert. Iris' team has to flee out of the cave. The army tries to shooting at it, but it doesn't work. The giant blob starts to divide via mitosis. The governor tries to get the president on the phone, and he says he doesn't think it could wait an hour. So that means the president wants to wait an hour before dealing with a, nat- a national disaster. I and mean, it just, is Bush. And just so for reference, for context, this came out three months before 9-11. <laughs> yeah, a lot of this screamed movie written and shot before 9-11 in terms of how they were able to sneak on an army base. True. Oh, yeah. So the, tr- the crew tries to enact the head and shoulders plan again by shooting it directly into the blob's anal cavity. And it starts to work, but Harry gets sucked up into its anus. And they drive out just as the blob starts to collapse and then explodes. And they celebrate. The governor gives them their congratulations to the press. He tells Wayne that he talked to the fire chief, and Wayne is now an accredited firefighter. Naira and Allison go to the fire truck to fuck, assumingly covered in alien guts still. And then we get a head and shoulders uh, commercial, and then it ends. That's the end of evolution. So um, how much how much, and how long do you think they laughed in the writer's room about the uh, alien farting on them <laughs> in the fire truck? Yeah, I hope someone was like cried after that was written. <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever written. <laughs> yeah. This is it, man. This is my. I'm not gonna get any. I peaked. <laughs> like, right, because you can't have a giant alien anus and not have it fart. Right. Right. That's that's like the biggest 2000 comedy sin. Yeah. Yeah. Someone was also an Independent Day fan. Yeah, 100. percent Oh. Oh. Right up yours. Hello, boys. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not the worst movie we've ever seen, yeah. but it's. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's just it exists, really. Yeah. Yeah. Really? It's, again, it's a it's a get me over fastball of a movie. <laughs> yeah, it does. It it has um it has a lot of uh at least my feeling watching it of people. That came after it got released and done, came to the realization that maybe they weren't as funny as they were a decade ago. You know, sure. If it was like, you know, sort of like trying to do the same gags and going, oh wait, that's it's not funny anymore. Mm-hmm. Got it. I I think what Anthony said at the beginning 
really holds true where when comedies miss, they miss in such a grand manner. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like other genres of movies where even like you have an action movie that misses, like you still have some action in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what you're getting with an action movie, uh, a drama drama might miss, but like there's still the underlying tones of, of, of what's going on in that story with, with comedy. If you miss with comedy, like you're really gonna, you're going to face plant. You're going to eat, eat some, some dirt there, man. And I think comedy, the most out of any genre of writing, um, has the uh, largest chance of somebody, uh, not realizing the time has passed them by. Sure. I think you that know. might be a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. You I know. think comedy is definitely, uh, time is, is the hardest on comedy. I think Yeah, I it's think. tough to reinvent yourself. Yeah. I mean, it always just seems, it seems that way with like just these actors too. Like Will Ferrell, when's the last time he made a good movie? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And he's still the same person, you know, it's like, you know, cl- arguably classics in, in the comedy uh, genre uh, yeah. around this time, 2004, um, when Anchorman came out. But then he tries to do Anchorman 2 10 years later, and it's like, whoa. Yeah, and we're, we're right at the point of Will Ferrell's career where he should be turning into serious actor, mm-hmm. Will Ferrell. He, he's he given it a start. shot, right? Yeah. Because what, what is the one movie he did, uh, All Things Must Go, or something like that? Oh, yeah, but like Stranger Than Fiction was really good. Yeah, Stranger Than Fiction. And, and I think we've talked about it where comedic actors are probably better suited to jump into other genres. Yeah, I think because... I think that's my main theory is that comedy actors have a better chance at doing drama than drama actors have at doing comedy. Yes, because a lot of comedy comes from a dark place. So drama is easy for them to tap into. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Carrey, he he's done some really good serious movies. Yeah, I call uh, I call it the Hanksian theory. The Hanksian theory. Oh, because he started out on comedy. comedy yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's just this movie is by a director who I guess was just kind of going. He was running through the motions and he had a main cast that didn't gel. And that's kind of it. He, he just did a serviceable movie and it's mm-hmm. it's it's not stripes. It, it I don't think they were trying to be stripes, but. Did, did Reitman write this to. movie too? Yeah. No. So according to the trivia, it was originally supposed to be a more serious story uh, or script. It was originally a, a more serious script. Ivan Reitman took it and had a few other writers write it to make it a little more comedic. Okay. Because for some reason there were bits and pieces of this, and and I think you two would have more knowledge into this than I. Um, it felt like uh there were some scenes that were written as though they would have the cast of Ghostbusters in it. Like a scene that felt very Bill Murray, you know, or one, you know, or Duchovny's character felt very, you know, Harold Ramis in, in tone, you know, but he just can't pull it off. Mm -hmm. Duchovny. Sure. Like, like Anthony was saying, he probably put, uh, Venkman as Duchovny. I think Ray as, uh, Orlando Jones. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And then Harold Ramis would be Julianne Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, no, I'm I'm not going to besmirch Winston. <laughs> Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. 
Ernie yeah. Hudson. Yeah, Sean William would, Scott would be Aykroyd, right? Or am I? Well, no, because he's a blue collar, so it would be. Yeah. Okay. It would be Winston Zedmore. Yeah, but I mean, Winston wasn't uh, an idiot. Yeah. Winston was actually like a, he was the most grounded person on the team. Yeah. He was. So, he was the audience, basically. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know who I don't think there was a Winston character per se. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethan Embry. <laughs> yeah, Ethan Embry. Uh, yeah, it's and that's just kind of. Yeah. So there there are elements of Ghostbusters in it. Um, but yeah, it's just man, and it, it, it did feel as if you know it, if this was our last shot at Ghostbusters, that's a bad you know kind of went out on a like on a whimper. <laughs> Yeah, so join us next week when Mark picks Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not not as bad as everyone made it out to be. Just, <laughs> I just so. you know. That's the tagline in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. The, 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 not as definitely bad some as head scratching things in that movie, yeah. but yeah. Right. Basically, for the most part, uh, all the Ghostbuster cameos and Chris Hemsworth didn't. I didn't think it really worked, but right. eh, you know, harmless. Yeah. That's what it did destroy your childhood, Dan. No, my my childhood was too good to destroy. That's I had, true. I'm, like my childhood was awesome. Our childhoods were so cool in terms of pop culture. Yeah. Our childhoods were fantastic. Yep. Like, our childhoods shit on everyone else's childhoods. Yeah. Ghostbusters, Teenage, Teenage Mutant, Mutant Turtles, yep. Power Rangers, Transformers, hey, Nintendo, yep. Super Nintendo, the Nintendo 64. Oh, yeah, man. It was that uh, redefined video games. We had Nicktoons. <laughs> Nicktoons was us. Nicktoons, man. Animaniacs. Yeah. Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we, we had Batman the Animated Series. We had X Men. We had Spider Man. Like all the good iterations. You like yeah. you can't you you millennials. Even well, though we, we are, are we are millennials. <laughs> But you knew what are they Gen Zers, Zoomers? Zoomers. They can't like yeah they're all like postmodern and ironic kind of thing. But they can't touch us. They They can't touch our our. No, they don't don't. know what it's like to watch Transformers Saturday mornings. They don't know what it's like to to sing the GI Joe theme song. (laughs) They don't. They that's they're not waking up for Saturday morning cartoons eating their uh, uh, frosted flakes. Watching whenever they want on that. Exactly. Yeah, they can wake up any time and, and watch it. We had to wake up early on Saturdays to do that. Yeah. It was awesome. All right. Yeah, you got man. to finish you got to finish your Saturday mornings with Bugs Bunny and uh and Tweety. Yeah, it was so fun. Taz. They had the Taz show. Freakazoid. Or, or be a crazy person like me and wake up early during your summer vacation, make sure you didn't miss American Gladiators. Ooh, American the Gladiators. I I would wake up early on school days to watch Pokemon. All right, I think that's the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> but we had the good Pokemon. There was 150, 151, if you counted Mew. But there's 150. You didn't have a million of them. We kept it concise. Yep. This is an individual podcast. You didn't see Dan push his glasses up when he mentioned that there were 151. 151. <laughs> Actually, 151. But uh, yeah, I just, what were we talking about again? Talking <laughs> about childhoods. Yeah. Ch- oh yeah. We our childhood was too good. I I don't think any Michael Bay or any any different casting of you know who of any pop culture team or whatever it, it wouldn't you can't ruin it because it, there's nothing to ruin. 
Nope. It's fake. Time is an illusion. It's a construct created by human beings and human beings alone. Except for my dog. He knows when it's time to eat. <laughs> <laughs> he knows when it's time. He knows. He's he's a smart dog. Uh, you guys want to plug your shit? Yeah, uh, at the Aquino one twenty two. That's my personal Twitter account. Uh, at Stranger Damies is our real play D and D Twitter account. We uh, how many followers are we at? I think we're like close to sixteen hundred. We've been shooting up, man. We yeah, we're at fifteen sixty. So uh, yeah, we're we're jumping up there. I don't know why I mentioned the followers. I guess we're just like clout chasing. Or maybe <laughs> I'm clout chasing. I don't know. But, yeah, just patting myself on the back there. Uh, yeah, just. Come hang out with us. We there's a lot of good uh there's a lot of other good D and D podcasts that we're friends with. So come check them out through us. Give them a follow as well. Yeah. Yeah, and then the the D and D podcast, uh I guess if my timing's right, Ant, um this will air after the first episode of Stranger Damies um yeah. has aired. Um so you can uh listen to that. Uh, we're done with this uh, we uh stream all of our um uh, sessions live on twitch at twitch.tv slash um so that video is up still deciding if we're going to put it on youtube not 100 sure we're going to talk to tom about that um but you know it'll definitely be on the twitch for two weeks and then um you know it'll be on um you know the podcast uh, it'll release new episodes release every other wednesday um, in terms of the episodes, and then in between those episodes, we'll be doing something special, some kind of special content, either an interview with one of the players, or maybe I discuss a moment in the game, or, you know, there'll be shorter things, probably somewhere between 20 to 45 minutes, depending on, on what, what content we do. Just sort of, you know, some in-between content for people that splurge the session. Um, they got something to look forward to uh, for the next month. Um, and then uh, our movie, uh, I'm sorry, our gaming podcast, um, which uh, airs every other Monday, uh, Game Vault Pod. You can find it on all socials um, at Game Vault Pod. Um, and then we stream uh, multiple times a week um, when we're not doing D&D. Um, so it's Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and alternating Friday and Saturdays, Sunday, and then um, Mondays as well. Uh, so, and I think the sa- Sundays will be alternating depending on when Stranger Damies, um session airs. So just uh, be on the lookout for that. Once again, twitch.tv slash GameVaultPod. Um, you can follow us um, and subscribe there. Okay, great. And we are They Called This Movie. You can find us at, uh, you can find us on Spreaker just by searching They Called This Movie. We are, man, I'm just going to start this one over. I wanted to say they called this movie.podme.com and that screwed me up. Great. And we are They Called This Movie. You can find us on Spreaker just by searching They Called This Movie. You can also find us on all podcast streaming apps just by searching They Called This Movie. So Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, uh, Spotify. We are there. Just look for They Called This Movie. We're the mainnamey.com. That's our main website. We post articles. We post all our podcasts right up there. So you could find that at themaindamey.com and you could find us on all socials just by searching the main Damie. So that's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, the main Damie. And if you have any questions, comments, you want to suggest a movie for us, the main Damie at gmail.com is our email address. Check us out there. Uh, if you have some time, it would really help us out. If you could give us a five-star review on whatever podcast streaming app you use helps us out a great deal, gets us noticed 
Uh, we're also a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. Check them out at gbnation.com and on all socials and all podcast streaming apps just by searching Geek Vibes Nation. Bunch of great shows on there. Us, Top Ten with Tia, and many more. If you're into geek stuff, perfect place for you to go. And that's going to wrap it up. Uh, this has been Evolution. As the director is Ivan Reitman. So for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Ovecchio telling Ivan Reitman, well, you certainly made a movie, didn't you? Thank you.